everyone. Welcome to There's a System to This Madness podcast. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Each week, I talk about the difficult situations we face by peeling back the layers of politics, education, and culture. Today is November 15th, 2021. Pretty much let's get into it. I want to start off by talking about the Ahmaud Arbery case and how the defense for the alleged murderers are using a defense tactics that they are perpetrating Ahmaud Arbery as the attacker. You know, somehow three individuals follow another person who is simply jogging. And from there, they pull up in their vehicles, brandishing shotguns, and then confront him. And he ends up dead from the gunshot wound. But for some reason, he is considered to be the attacker. Go figure. And also, you know, during the case, you have things where they are trying to make it look like these three alleged murderers are, I guess, they deputize themselves to defend this certain property because everything is centered around this property of this building that was under construction, which when they showed a video camera, it shows a number of individuals walking through this property. I guess, you know, being nosy, it's open. You know, I've done it before, you know, walk through houses, multi-million dollar houses, just to see what the house is going to pretty much look like, or just, you know, you know, kind of fantasizing when I was in the home building business, you just walk through because you're nosy, you're curious. So for some reason, they took it upon themselves that the next day, because they, they knew Ahmaud Aubrey's habit. They knew that on a daily basis that he took a job, probably the same time, because it was, you know, they had a statements that, you know, he was athletic, he was in shape, and pretty much he ran this route every day, passed by this building. Stopped in, probably that was his resting point, catch his breath. And, you know, he walked in, probably got some shade. Never showed anything on his behalf in terms of vandalism or taking anything out of the building or nothing. And then he continued his job. Well, this particular day, they already had it set up. When he passes by, we're going to confront him. Now, in my opinion, and I use the term alleged murderers because I don't care if it's an accident or not. You murdered him. So that's why I say alleged murderer. But in my honest opinion, I believe that McMichaels and their photographer friend, I'm not sure of his name. I don't got time to look it up. But either way, because they had it set up. The guy that was taking the pictures of videotape, he purposely fell behind and videotape them approaching Ahmaud Arbery. In my opinion, the whole thing was just to 
show them fucking with him. We're going to fuck with him. You know, we're going to brandish our shotguns and we just basically going to scare him. We're going to probably, you know, I guess try to get him to piss on himself, look all scared. And, you know, basically, I guess basically tell him to stay out of the house, you know, probably stay, stay out of the county knowing these fucking crackers. But what happened was, and I'll use the scenario of cornering an animal, cornering a squirrel, a rabbit. Whenever you do this, when you corner a squirrel as innocent and cute and furry as they look, you corner one of them motherfuckers where they get the mindset that they don't have nothing to lose, you will see a whole different animal morph. You will see a squirrel claws come out. It's almost like that motherfucker just take a shot of steroids and his muscles will grow. His fangs will come out. His eyes, they grow big as hell. I've done this. I know what this shit looks like. And that son of a bitch will leap straight at you. They will leap straight at your damn throat. Because at this point, they have nothing to lose. They cornered Ahmaud Aubrey. He felt that he had nothing to lose, and he fought back. And the result was the gun went off, and it killed him. But they want to put a defense instead of instead of these coward motherfuckers just owning up to the fact that we was fucking with them and a terrible accident took place. No, they're going to try to pin the shit on the dead man. And of course, in this county, with the right attorney, the right defense legal setup, this is what they're going to try to pull. What's so unique about this, though, now that the trial has con you know, commenced, the prosecutors are now bringing to the stand a number of law enforcement officers that have gotten on the stand and has indicated that the McMichaels and the photographer had no right to pursue and inflict justice on another individual, much less they had no authority or, you know, one of the things that they were trying to indicate that they were deputized. Because I think the father was some type of, some I don't know, legal, something with the law, something that indicated in that little ass county where he was an honorary police officer or honorary deputy or some shit where he could you know, I guess tag along. I don't know what that that membership gave him, but I guess he took it as it allowed for him to just go up to people and arrest them. So this is what the defense on their behalf is trying to indicate that Ahmaud Aubrey should have just stood down and resisted arrest or I guess, you know, who, who the fuck knows what they were going to do? I guess what they were going to put handcuffs on them and take them away. Take, take, take him where, well, you know, what they should, what they should ask is, okay, say like if Ahmaud Arbery complied with your demands, 
what what was you gonna do? What was you gonna do? You I mean, Amar Aubrey's like, you know, puts his hands up and they're gonna put handcuffs on him. And then what? What was they gonna do? But see, this was part of the ploy. This is what they wanted to do. They would have they would have actually filmed this shit happening and made this man look like a motherfucking joke. Some type of Sambo bullshit. But like I said, shit changes when the rabbit gets the gun. And see what they what they didn't anticipate, they fucked with the wrong animal. Cause this animal fought back and they weren't they weren't prepared for that. And them bitches got scared and that gun went off. Now, you know, now they trying to say we was we was fighting for our lives. You know, it's it's again, you know, uh, and now, you know, of course, they saying things like, you know, the, the new tactic is the defense for the McMichaels and the photographer. They're saying things like, well, we don't want preachers to come to the come to the city or the county, whatever. We don't want them in the courthouse because they're influencing the, you know, the jury. How the fuck are they going to influence the jury? The jury is made up of white people. All but one person on the jury is black. I think eight of the members of the jury are over 60 years old. How are they going to influence that? No, see, what, what they don't realize is when those police officers took that stand and started saying that the McMichaels and the photographer had no reason to take the law into their hands, that is where they fucked up at. That is where they gonna see some damaging evidence against them. So you can say all the preachers and all that, because if anything, all they did was just invited more preachers by telling preachers not to come. Shit. Every preacher in this country, every preacher on this planet going to now show up now. You know, that was probably the most stupidest tactic that the defense, defense could have done. So, you know, I still, again, I still don't believe in the, the jury system in terms of the jury might be fair. I don't know. I can't, I, I can't even see how they cannot understand how individuals can just approach a person at gunpoint and say, we're making a citizen's arrest against you. I just, I don't, I don't understand. That's, that's that 19, 50s Mississippi, Georgia, slash Alabama, every damn shit state below the Mason-Dixon line. That's that type of bullshit. So, you know, my thing is, I'm curious, you know, I want to say with the testimony of the law enforcement officers, because I think that's what the prosecutors were trying to, you know, convey, that they had no right to do this. But, I, you know, I just, I just don't. I don't trust, I don't trust this. And you know, this is just another thing that bothers me about this. Cause when they say the jury, you know, of the 12, I guess the lead jurors and 
they over the age of 60. One is black for a case like this. But this is what pisses me off because, of course, we know that the jury pool is made up of registered voters. So how how do you not get more than one black person on a jury that is in place to determine the murder of a black man and you only get one person? One person is eligible. Now, I get it. They probably had multiple black people there, but they didn't have enough. And I believe they only put that one person on there just so they can save face. But they figure one against the other 12, or I mean, excuse me, 11. Now, what, what the fuck is he going to do? Really? I mean, really, what are he going to do? He going to cause them to come back as a hung jury? Come on, really? No, I don't see that happening. But it just, it just shows the importance of being a registered voter. This is something that black people, we just do not understand the dynamics of how the legal system, how the law, how the political game is played. We sit here and talk about it don't work. It's not for us. No, we don't know how to utilize it to its fullest. That's just like, you know, when we say dumb shit, like we don't vote for local election officials and stuff like this. We only vote in the big elections. When shit on the state levels, on the city level, that is the shit that is wiping away your rights to vote. It ain't no motherfucker in the White House or in the Senate, in the U.S. Senate. It's that motherfucker country-ass school board person or a city alderman in your damn little county or your state state reps and your state senators. They the county commissioners. They the one that's wiping your shit clean and erasing you from existence. But when we say shit like, oh, I don't vote on that level. I don't know who the mayor of my city is. I don't know who my state rep is or my state senator I don't know the county commissioner of where I live at. This is the dumb shit that gets us hemmed up and gets us. This is the dumb shit that somebody on a national level has to be fighting. It makes no sense that stuff like this has to be in the hands of somebody like a Mitch McConnell or um, Joe Manchin. And his stupid ass. This is is so it's so much bullshit that we just we we don't take the time to understand. And this is what gets me irritated with our black civil rights organizations. We don't take the time to educate our people to understand how politics are done in this country. All we do is have voter registration drives. And we push, you know, vote, vote, vote. But we don't educate people on how they should vote or what that vote is all about. Another subject, you know, they had the um, the governor's race in Virginia. You know, a lot of people making up, you know, excuses. That's nothing that irritates me when they say, well, this is an offseason. Virginia is one of those states, Virginia, New Jersey. These are states that have what they call off-year off votes. 
particularly for the governor. One of the key factors that was on the books, particularly in Virginia, was the critical race theory and how it played a factor in the governor's race in Virginia. Now, me personally, when it comes to the critical race theory and what it's really saying and what makes white people scared of it, it's just that what they feel is going to, I guess, alienate their children, make their children feel bad because when they see a picture of their grandfather or their great-grandmother in a picture surrounded by a dead black person that has been lynched or burnt, burnt alive, and somebody says, hey, this is Mississippi, 1950, and isn't this your family? See, it's going to make their children feel some kind of way. I guess maybe some of their children, who knows, they might go along go right along with it and shit. But this is what white folks don't want. They don't want they don't want the truth to be told about them. Now they quick to raise the Confederate flag and wave it and shit. They quick to say we don't want our history of race, but they don't want your history of slavery and the brutality of slavery to be put in schools and whatnot. They don't want their children to get an idea of how cruel and evil their great-grandparents or great, you know, all, however shit it might be, their parents, because it don't go. I mean, I'm 56, and I still remember colored bathrooms in the South. So, I mean, shit, I might be the age of, you know, a lot of people's parents, you know, I mean, not school-age kids or nothing like that, but still, they... They just feel that they're going to hide it and see what happened is the governor's candidate, the governor candidates in Virginia, Terry McCullen, see, he downplayed it. He just, you know, he figured that, you know, it's not going to, it's, this is not a major factor that the people in Virginia wanted to hear about. And the other candidate, the Republican candidate, he, you know, pretty much he wrote on that shit. And see, you know, McCullen, he's from that Clinton machine. They have that mindset that they entitled to shit. So I don't have to explain myself. I'm just going to show up. I'm going to run. And y'all just going to vote for me. But he got, you know, same thing. That's why Hillary Clinton ass sitting at home. You know, so McCullen and Hillary Clinton, they can sit on the back porch together because they took, they take people's votes for granted. Y'all know who we are. Y'all know our history. You know what we can do. Blah, blah, blah. No, you got to go out there from day one and act like you know what's going on and you got to appease these people. Same thing, you know, the same thing in Atlanta with um, Kadeem, uh, I forgot the brother's name, but again, he thought he could just, I'm going to run for Atlanta mayor again after he kind of went out in a controversial way after his first term. And then from there, he runs again and, you know, he loses. 
you know, yes, yeah, a runoff, but still, he lost. But because he thinking that, you know, name recognition, you know, taking jabs at individuals and whatnot. And before you know it, the people spoke. Another thing I wanted to talk about, when I see situations like Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving question the methods of the immunization for COVID, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he just flat out lied, you know, we in week, this is what, week 10 of the NFL season, so I guess two weeks ago. He catches COVID, then they find out this motherfucker ain't never had the shots. After he told people he had the shots, then of course Green Bay, they gonna act stupid and say, we didn't know this, which, you know, that's bullshit. But he walking around no mask, interacting at press conference, you know, all this type of shit. Then he gonna come at with this. Well, I'm allergic to it. Um, I had my own um, my own scientists look into it, you know, all types of dumb shit. But when I think about athletes like Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving, you know, NFL, NBA, and the medical experts that are centered on each of these teams, medical experts that are in these organizations, they'll, the, questions that they could have answered directly from top-notch individuals and they rely on getting their shit from the internet. Then they want to play this, you know, this we're concerned about having things experimented on us when these guys, like I said, top-notch athletes been in the limelight for over a decade. So you realize that they probably had a number of medicines, treatments administered onto them. And they probably never questioned anything. They might say, hey, doc, what you give me? I'm giving you blah, 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 blah. Okay. Is it going to help me to play? Yeah. You know, they probably ain't like coming there with no damn Petri dish or no microscope looking at, you know, can you break it down, make sure everything. Because you think they would inject Aaron Rodgers with something that they think that would cause him to have an allergic breakdown? They know Aaron Rodgers' blood, DNA, everything. How it's going to affect him, what it's going to render unto his body. And Aaron Rodgers at the point now, he probably don't even question, I need a shot. And they stab him right in his fucking body part. I mean, it's 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 a joke how they just try to convey this bullshit. Just say you don't want to take it. Now, Kyrie Irving, his situation, that's a New York City mandate where they saying that he can't be in a public facility. And I guess New York is like, fuck that. You know, we don't give a fuck who you are. You know, we and you 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 thinking the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, they a top contender. But, you know, I guess New York City is like, we don't give a damn. But the fact that 
they just feel that they could just say these things and you, you no, there's no consequence. And you know, and you know what? They get away with it because there's no doubt that not only the Green Bay Packers, but the NFL knew that Aaron Rodgers, they knew he wasn't immune. They I mean, well, not immune. Um, he didn't have he didn't have a vaccine. They knew this shit. I mean, it's so full of shit how these entities just turn their back to the point where now they gotta come, they gotta come clean. They gotta just own up to their own bullshit. So now, of course, now that they've, you know, their dirty laundry's been exposed, they gotta, you know, now they gotta hammer Green Bay. It ain't, you know, Aaron Rodgers missed what? One game for the COVID protocol. And I think they fined Green Bay, I think it was like $300,000 or some shit. You know, that's, what, what, what is that? Exactly. What, uh, a multi-billion dollar organization. What is that? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's sick then. Kyle Rittner, Ritten, Rittenauer, however you say his name, the alleged child murderer. You know, I saw people were trying to get sympathetic about him because, you know, his little punk ass, he crying on the stand. You know, like now, now all of a sudden he wants to be a child. But the moment, you know, he put that assault weapon in his hand and used it to hunt and kill protesters, because that's what he came there for. Again, another person who had his little assault weapon at 17 years old, because this is how idiotic his parents are, or, you know, he's single mama, his mama is. Now, he got an AR, automatic assault rifle, but this motherfucker can't even drive. His mama had to drive him across the state line because he's going to help with the protesting in terms of protecting, I guess, the buildings. So he's in another state. Now, the protesters are protesting the priest brutality of a black man. I think this was um, Jacob... I cannot think of his last name. He was the one that was shot and paralyzed. So they had, a, you know, protesters, but he decided that he's going to cross over. And of course, he's confronted and he shoots three people, killing two of them. You know, it's, I, I, I just don't get it. But, you know, people like, you should sympathize with him. How? How the fuck are you going to sympathize with him? Who are you telling to sympathize with him? The family of the dead people? When he pulled that trigger and he took those lives, he became a grown-ass man. He became fair game. But then you let them take him into custody. Now, he's going to be acquitted because you can't, you really can't prove whether or not the protesters were coming to attack him. Because I think they have footage where the protesters did attack him. So he's got, he's got a weapon. You attack him in a lot of states. 
stand your ground. So pretty much he had the right to defend himself. Now, I still question the fact that he came there as an agitator. He came there to provoke the protesters. But of course, you know, the judge didn't see it that way. He saw it as, yeah, he came here to help, you know, calm the rioters and they attacked him. So he had all rights to defend him. I think one of the things that the prosecutors were hoping that they would get him on was being a minor with an assault weapon. But as of today, that was thrown out by the judge. So, hell, the prosecutors, they don't even have that to even, you know, at least, damn, we can get him on this misdemeanor. They ain't even got that no more. You know, how about that? But my question is, is no doubt he's going to be acquitted. But my thing I would like to know is what is going to become of him? Because I think about the opportunities that is going to be presented to him. Cause let's be, let's, let's be real. This is not no well-to-do family, but his defense is a top legal team. So that's being paid for. This damn sure ain't being paid for by his family. So he's getting financial backing. His mother's getting financial backing. I believe in one year on after the day he's acquitted, he will be back in the news. And I believe he will be in the news for harming, possibly killing another human being. However, immediately after he is acquitted, oh, he's going to do all of the right wing media. Um, he's going to do a tour. He's going to be on stage with a couple of tea party. If I don't need enough to tea party. Is that still a term to this day? You know, Trump follows, I guess. But he's going to, you know, he's going to be on that circuit. You know, part of right wing organizations, Fox News, you know, probably be employed. Because I guess I don't even know if this this dude is even in school. So, you know, I doubt if college or anything like that. I mean, if he go to college, it'd probably be like someplace like, you know, some right wing school system like Liberty or um, whatever. Jerry Falwell School. Or like, Well, that's Liberty. Um, it's another one. Either way, either way, some bullshit non-accredited college that, you know, that might embrace him. But I, I don't even think that. I think he'll go straight, straight to some right wing organization. He might be a representative for the NRA, something like that. But either way, um, another thing that just recently took place, Steve Bannon. They finally got a subpoena on him so that he can testify for an incident that damn near is a year old. So no telling what's going to come out of this. 
But if it took them this long to get Bannon, you got to realize Steve Bannon been preparing his legal team and they've been training him on what to say. So, I mean, come on now. He's been he's been legally prepped this whole time. And you know what's what makes this so sad? It's it's going to be another classic example of how the Democrats are so damn weak. You you are not even going to get the support of the American people because they don't even believe that you're going to do anything. So they're like, why are you wasting their time? And then we as black people, all we can think about is that if this was us and we ran up on that Capitol and it was 12 o'clock noon, by 12.05 noon, that shit would have been resolved. Them bullets would have been real. And they would have been really in our asses. But it shows you how blatant white people are in regards to their double standards when it comes to themselves. And how ignorant people of color are because they don't believe that there is a double standard. But let's... Let's see how this whole thing, because I'm telling you, this shit is not going to go nowhere. Like I said, it's November. We two months away, less than two months away from the initial insurrection. And you ain't going to get nothing. You ain't going to get nothing. And what will happen is Republicans will use this shit as a talking point in regards to how the Democrats wasted time and money and it's going to cost the Democrats the Senate and the House. So what will happen is Joe Biden, his last two years in office, he's going to pretty much be a lame duck president. We'll wrap it up there with that. As always, you can follow me on Instagram, I have a Facebook page, I'm on Twitter, I post things, I post opinions, I love your comments, I love your responses, please respond to the podcast, I love the questions, I love your criticisms, I love your corrections, I definitely love the corrections, if you feel that something that I said was out of line, please, please, please correct me on anything. And I will do my best to even respond or stand my ground in what I'm trying to convey. But until then, stay safe. Put that mask on, especially when you're indoors. Until then, God bless. Stay safe. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to There's a System to This Madness podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe. To continue the discussion that we had today, make sure to check out our Facebook page. See y'all next week.